have a lot in common, some really similar experiences, and some wildly different ones. We met because of beer. We bonded over comedy. But maybe the thing we love most is bread. And each other. Oh, do we though? Whatever. You know you love me. How about you just pass the bread? So, uh, we've got you hooked on the Pilates. You do have me hooked on the Pilates. Uh, that... Monday morning, 7 a.m. class that I went to kicked my ass. And two and a half days later, it still hurts to laugh. And I love that. That's how you know it's working. Uh huh. Or at least touching muscles that you haven't touched in a while. <laughs> Truly. Like, I I mean, I, I had those, like, places of soreness after our, like, first, like, reformer class. Like... But this was, like, I feel like my whole body is yeah. is sore. And I'm trying another studio and another instructor on Friday morning. Mm-hmm. So I'm just making it the rounds. It is interesting because I've gone, to, I've gone to two different ones now. And um, the one we went to together, I'm always way less sore with her mm-hmm. than with the other one. Uh-huh. The other one kicks my ass. Yep. And it feels like I'm doing the same things. But somehow I'm not. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the instructor on like Monday morning, like it was just the two of us for a second. And then another girl joined and uh, she, so she was like kind of asking about me or whatever. And then I was also asking like, how long have you been doing this? Like whatever. And she'd been doing it for six years. And she was like, "Um, yeah, I have like a dance background. And I was like, Mm. okay, like cool. And then we like get into it and she she started doing this thing where she was like, and one and two and three and four. And I was like, oh, Oh, you were not lying. Okay. That's a You're, different that's a different energy. That's a very different energy than Did what, you like that or would you prefer someone else? Mm, like I feel like I got an excellent workout and yeah. like depending on the scheduling and stuff, I'll probably go back. But it wasn't it wasn't the same like relaxed accepting vibe uh that mm-hmm. that Corey put out. So it was, it was she a little does different. Create an inclusive environment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but what I still soft. (laughs) (laughs) But what I did really like was that um, this one was in my neighborhood, and so I walked to it and I walked back, and so that was a nice like. That's a good way to stretch out after. Warm up, cool down, Mm -hmm. and like sometimes when I'm doing things that you know where I can really feel the weakness of my body. Oh yeah. I get a little angry. Yeah, I witnessed a little bit of that. Uh huh. Um, And so it was nice to have like a 25 minute walk to just like cool down and just be like, all right just you're good that's so interesting uh-huh. you have such high standards for your body <laughs> yes and no <laughs> i mean like you want you want it to be more capable of things than it may be currently <laughs> or it's just like i think it's that like it's just so uncomfortable and it's such hard work and i'm so annoyed that it's so hard I think that's what it is. All right. Well, we're going to ruin all your progress today. We're going to ruin like weeks worth of progress progress. with this one plate. (laughs) It's Navajo fry bread. It is. (laughs) I'm so, I'm excited about this. I feel like I've already learned so much just in the five minutes where I was topping my fry bread. Fresh Uh, out of the grease. So fresh. (laughs) So much grease. Yeah. 
felt but, like I walked up to the house and I was like, oh, I do know what this episode is about. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It, the whole house is permeating with mm-hmm. the smell of hot oil. Mm-hmm. I was hoping the smell of the beans would like be better. Like, you no. know, be more overpowering. As soon as I turned on the oil, it was like, well, this is what it is. Yep. It's grease. Just embrace it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, this is this is definitely a food that I grew up with all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you ever made it before? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh various recipes. We also had like we also my mom made it quite often. And it's just part of Arizona culture really because I think the origin of it is with the Navajos and it started with for really shitty reasons. Ooh, we hear that crunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's biting into it. Um, yeah, the origin of it is pretty, pretty horrible, and it's done a lot of things to the the Native American people, um, or indigenous people. Uh, but there was no shortage of it at every single kind of Arizona outing. <laughs> yeah, it was in restaurants, and then it was also just at every flea market and craft fair and rodeo and carnival and it was everywhere okay so like how did you how did you make it what are the ingredients what's the method i'm gonna continue to eat yeah keep don't mind the crunching (laughs) um it's so basic it's flour baking powder salt and then hot water um more modern recipes add yeast which is just like sacrilegious that's not how it's traditionally made you don't need that it's unnecessary so you just mix all those ingredients you stir in the hot water it's a very sticky dough and then you let it set for an hour not to do any kind of rising really or anything it's just to like get comfy with itself and sort of makes it more pliable and stretchable um and then you just fry it in hot oil i mean it's couldn't be easier and the reason for that was they you know, the government issued Navajos, who they moved from Arizona to New Mexico, flour and lard as their nutrients once yep. they took them out of a place where they could grow vegetables and beans and all of the things. So uh, it's kind of a fucked up history, but it's delicious. <laughs> well, yeah. So I was, um, I don't think that I knew the history of fry bread, Mm -hmm. like really what it was. Like, I mean, I, you know, always associated it with Native Americans, um, but I really didn't know how terrible the origins were until I watched um, Taste the Nation with Padma Lakshmi. Yeah, Yeah, her episode in Arizona Mm -hmm. was like started out with fry bread and talking about it and was just kind of like, yeah, in 1864, um they did what they called it the long walk where Mm -hmm. they moved from like east arizona like 300 miles into new mexico and it was basically like they kind of called it the first like internment or like concentration camp where it's like they kept all of them and as you said they took them away from all natural food sources yeah that were indigenous to them and just gave them like flour salt lard Mm -hmm. and like yeah wished them the best and so it created a huge health issue i mean especially it's i mean it's still an ongoing health issue but like the diabetes rates and you know overweight issues are like sky high within within the navajo and apache nations i mean in arizona it's really all of them and i think probably more widespread because i think it kind of grew and is sort of part of native culture in a lot of places now 
and it's um you know unfortunate but so good <laughs> i don't know i'm so into it but it's like like i said it's like home it's and we spent so much time on reservations as well in part because arizona every town has a reservation and i don't believe we're supposed to call them reservations anymore there's a more pc name for it what are we supposed to call them i really should have looked that up hmm. um but like arizona like every county is named after a tribe so okay. i grew up in yavapai county obviously there's navajo apache um the there's so many um i'm gonna blink now because comanche <laughs> yukton that's not arizona mm. but yeah i mean it's just it's maricopa is the big county i don't know so it's just they're all based on reservations and then that's where they're sort of they have tribal leaders in each of those places and the navajo nation has its own president they have their own time zone they're on a different time zone from arizona it's truly like its own world now and we grew up going there all the time all the time my whole child i like every year we were there visiting friends or um our church did native american day every year where like buses of them would come down from like the churches in chinli and cayenta and all those places window rock and they would do like they had like their navajo choir and they would come sing they would come fully dressed in all of their traditional garments and moccasins and the whole nine um and then they would all they would make a thousand pieces of fry bread for the church afterwards and we would eat it then i mean it was just it was so <laughs> in the culture yeah i we'd we went to chinle one year and uh, my my parents were friends with a pastor up there and they had a, a mutton roast where they literally like slaughtered the sheep right there the you know the fur was hanging while they cooked the the sheep meat and what's also kind of fascinating up there there are no fencing there's no fencing for any cattle or sheep or anything they just roam they roam free and they have the right away so if you <laughs> hit one on the highway or whatever there's mm -hmm. like huge fines uh -huh. like highly highly expensive fines and that's because that is their that is their way of life that is their food that is their income that is everything so they have all free run all free range animals up there okay wild horses canyon de Chez. i mean i've been there multiple times with all of the historic hieroglyphs and they do like jeep tours and my parents were friends with one of them who was a Jeep tour guide who was very famous, like made it onto like national news for his, cause he was a guide there for his entire life. So I don't know. <laughs> you were very familiar with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There we go. Well, no, like I was, when I was doing some reading um, about like fry bread and the culture and everything like that, it also sounded like they kind of, they well some do embrace it as like part of their heritage and others are kind of like no this is like represents everything mm -hmm. bad because like yeah. so much of um so much of their religion is based around like being one with nature and like They're the very, earth like, mystical spiritual people yeah and so they have a lot of like what they put in their body is healing or like all mm -hmm. of that ties in mm -hmm. and they didn't like when i was reading like their you know foods that they kind of 
they lived off the land and meat and it was like all you know not processed obviously and so you completely change it to this and it's just like it feels almost like a biological warfare in like a weird way like what Mm -hmm. they were doing Mm -hmm. um but yeah yeah but it sounds like even today like some embrace it as like well this is now like part of our heritage and like but there's this whole what do they call it like food sovereignty movement where they're like trying to get back to what they originally ate yep and um because like even yeah even today and like it's not just arizona but also like in north dakota where i spent part of my childhood or you know reservations out in montana wyoming like they still don't have access to fresh foods they don't yeah it's definitely food deserts and you know you get walmarts and fast food chains and those are the kind of places that get to build there but otherwise it's really hard to get like independent groceries and produce and things on the reservation and if you're not a native american you aren't allowed to own land on their property Mm -hmm. and so um you're basically leasing you're leasing land from the tribes and i don't it's such a complicated thing i wish i knew more about the problematic side of it because to us it was sort of like not glamorized but i always felt very protective of them mm-hmm. <laughs> in a weird way like you know like jokes would be made that they're all alcoholics or they're all da 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 and like notoriously are they do have a very high alcoholic rate a lot of it is genetic Mm -hmm. their genes are just built differently they can't tolerate alcohol in the same way that white folks can um but like i know when i like first met matt like he had no concept of he didn't grow up around any like whatever and so he had like the hollywood version the long hair the teepees the house like the you know fake version and would like constantly make jokes about how they're all like alcoholics and it's like I would get so mad. I'd get so defensive. Even if, like, statistically they have a higher rate of alcoholism, it was like, fuck you. They didn't choose this. (laughs) You're the problem. White people suck. (laughs) And he's not even white. No, he's not even white. (laughs) He's the other kind of Indian. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, No, that's, like, it's interesting because, like, my my thing with it, um, I hadn't... Mm, until this past summer when I was driving home and I like drove through an Indian reservation mm-hmm. I drove through um of course I can't remember it's the one in that borders like Wyoming and Montana um Sioux no it starts with an R mm. um anyway I hadn't been on an Indian reservation since high school um when my high school because i went to a christian high school so we did mission trips every year and the older we got the bigger the mission trip got and our junior year of high school um we went to arizona and i don't remember which indian reservation we went to but like we spent a week on the indian reservation like doing like home renovation things and doing a vacation bible school and like different things like that but that was a very different like that reservation looked a lot different than the one that I had kind of grown up by mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. in North Dakota but when I was driving home uh to Nashville I went through an Indian reservation that looked exactly like it just looked so similar to the one that I'd grown up with and it brought back like all these memories and like kind of feelings because it just looked the same mm-hmm. and I kind of had this like realization of what a like 
crazy decision my parents had made to like relocate up there and dedicate their lives to you know like converting uh more indians and and helping out and um i think that was kind of one of those things where i was like oh it's like spiritual colonization like you know like there's yeah definitely that kind of that kind of thing but it was also just like this weird thing of being like man that was such an interesting decision that they made and i don't think i've ever really thought through that um Mm. because to me it was just normal like that was my childhood i didn't really think anything of it um but when you see it and also just like how barren it is out there Mm -hmm. like the second i crossed the border like my cell phone uh coverage like disappeared yeah i didn't see i was on i was driving through the reservation for probably an hour didn't see a gas station or a grocery store like nothing yeah nothing no and that's the thing like because they also get um every year federally they get they get some sort of like federal check i don't know how much it is it's it's certainly not enough for (laughs) you know basically imprisoning them for the last 70 years or however long it's been 100 years i don't even know longer i mean 1800 so yeah like 100 years um 150 something like that but what was interesting is a lot of times they wouldn't prioritize like new homes or housing improvements because they had to consistently buy new vehicles Mm -hmm. because they were traveling 100 miles one way to get to a grocery store yeah because it is so widespread and isolated. And I know, like, in northern Arizona, Flagstaff was the biggest, like, city. And then you had smaller smaller towns like Cayenta and stuff. But um, a lot of them would end up moving and leaving so that they could go work at, like, places in Flagstaff or bigger areas. Because they're just... Also, there's no jobs. <laughs> yeah. Like, aside from you know trading posts and like local like artists who are making jewelry and rugs and pottery and that kind of thing the the employment of opportunities are really restricted to like literally burger king and i I can still to this day see the burger king in the middle of chinley like it's at like the main intersection yeah it's like their primary and then they have like a hotel aid or something (laughs) like their employment opportunities are so limited and they're i had a teacher who taught on the reservation for a while before she came to teach with us and she loved it she used to she she's our media teacher and would do like radio shows and stuff with the with the kids up there and has all kinds of crazy stories about like coyote runners and stuff which is like like the ghosts you see of coyotes running along cars and stuff in the middle of the night and it's like i don't know that sort of like spiritual spirituality and stuff is so much more interesting because it all comes from a place of like respecting the land Mm -hmm. and like they like the the in arizona the they call it snowball now it's a ski resort but it's the san francisco peaks and it's these huge mountains the biggest mountains in arizona and they were like these like incredibly important mountains to the people there and now it's a fucking ski resort (laughs) Like, yeah. there's so many issues. <laughs> yep. that, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I do love the culture. I mean, we would go to powwows. I guess I also, like, learned recently you can't say, like, uh, let's let's have a powwow. Like, let's get together. Like, it's a get together, right? Uh-huh. In my brain. 
because we'd go to like powwows and it was like the hoop dancers and like all of the drumming and all of the flutes and this is <laughs> bringing back a lot of memories well no i like <laughs> i am fairly certain on my spotify i have more than one like flute album because <laughs> i love it it like i don't know and you go to places like the grand canyon which is like on a reservation or you know adjacent to one the national park runs the actual reservation but the canyon itself was super important to people um there's hieroglyphics at the bottom of it um when I went for my 30th, I went to have a Supai Falls, which is on the Supai Indian Reservation. So, like, when you buy your permits to hike it, you're paying the Supai Indians. And, um, like, the flute music is playing in, like, all of the gift shops and stuff in the Grand Canyon. You walk in and it's all, like, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I have <clears throat> I have no idea what that sounds like. It's great. It's so okay. chill. I also... <laughs> just remember the name of the reservation that i drove through which was rosebud oh yeah very american name mm-hmm. okay so you finished your first one with the beans on it yeah so you told me that you soaked these beans overnight and then they cooked all mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. um so i learned when i was putting my fry bread together that it is the uh beans on the bottom <laughs> and then add the cheese on top and I did a little bit of red onion. I mean, these are not really <laughs> rules. These are just... I, it m- sounded like a rule. Pretty basic assembly <laughs> logic. <laughs> uh, and then topped with a little bit of lettuce. And I mean, yeah, it had all the like texture, crunch, the oil residue on my hands is here to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really good. Yeah. What did you think about it? I liked it a lot. I like. I know that I have had fry bread but i i like don't have clear memories of Mm. it like i know i've eaten this before Mm -hmm. um but this was really good like those somehow all those flavors coming together is just really delicious what did you put in the beans like is there anything so the beans are just regular pinto beans soaked overnight and then today i cooked them down with Mm, you oh. got a you got a thin one. Ooh, See, did. depending on how thin you roll them, some of them are more thick and pillowy, and some of them are a little more like this is a like a tostada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, excuse the excuse the crunch, y'all. <laughs> um, no, the it was um, cumin, chili powder, smoked paprika, um, onions, salt and pepper, and. Uh, cayenne pepper. Yeah, those beans are delicious. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people put like pork and bacon in them, but I don't think that's the most traditional. I don't even know how traditional the spices are necessarily. Yeah. Because I feel like I've definitely had fry breads when it's when it's literally just cooked beans. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of flavor added. A lot of salt. <laughs> there was they're always like a very salty bean. Mm-hmm. Um, but no other seasonings. But I figured, I mean spice it up a little give it some flavor <laughs> yeah no that was delicious and now i there's also a um, dessert option fry mm, bread always which um you drizzled honey mm-hmm. all over it and then a little bit of powdered sugar yeah and that is giving me like kind of elephant ear vibes from fairs like growing up mm. except that's more just like, like cinnamon sugar yeah or well, yeah but elephant ear was like a lot thinner um mm. And so it's a little I bit... I have no idea what that is. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe it's a Midwest thing. I don't know. 
<laughs> Maybe. Um, but yeah, like, so the, like, honey and powdered sugar was always an option, like, if you weren't hungry for a whole meal, like a whole taco. Because usually when they're served, they're, they're, they're a plate-sized thing, just layered, and then you sort of have to, like, fold it and figure out how to eat it. Sometimes it's, like, served with a fork and a knife because mm-hmm. it's just so heavy. But then the powdered sugar and honey is always just, like, that easy snack version if that's what you don't, yeah. you know. That's, like, it's, like, a hint of sweetness. It's not overpowering. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoy that. Big fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, this is delightful. Mm-hmm. This is, once again, a whole meal. A whole meal. We have strayed from just straight breads. Yeah. But, like, I wouldn't necessarily want to eat this plain. No. There's it's not a plain bread. There's, and like, there's a lot of texture going on. Like, it is very, like, you're hearing this snap on some of mine, but it's also very chewy. Mm-hmm. But there's not a ton of flavor. No. No, no, no. It's a pretty flavorless bread. <laughs> because those were the limited options we as white assholes <laughs> gave the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, you know, there was a... Okay, so in Denver, when I was still living in Denver... Okay. Sorry. I know what I think you're going to say, and I'm excited. Okay. A restaurant opened. Yep. And I hated them. I hated every ounce of their existence. Really? (laughs) Because it cheapened everything, and they opened it and made it like a fucking Chipotle Uh for fry bread, where you pick your toppings and da-da-da-da-da. And, like, it felt so disingenuous. And I just, like, couldn't respect them. And I know, like, Allie and James were super excited about it when it opened. And, like, were, you know, they were into it, I think. And I just, like, I went, I think, twice. And it was just not, I was like, this isn't authentic. Fuck you guys. <laughs> okay, that's interesting because um, one of, uh, there was a former coworker of mine um, who I'd been kind of friends with when I first moved here. And she had lived in Denver for mm-hmm. a couple of years. And um, one of the times I was like flying in there to then go to Colorado Springs to visit um, my friends and my friend Karen, um, she was like, oh my gosh, you have to eat at this fry bread place. Like, it's amazing. It's so good. It's like, she was like, it is just like the best. And she did describe it as Chipotle. It's exactly what it is. Uh, so that's just kind of funny. And I, I've never eaten there because mm. I was always just like, trying to get to Colorado Springs. I was like, yeah, I'm not messing around with anything, whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's interesting. Like, it just wasn't the same. Like, was it too fusion-y trendy? Oh, yeah. It was, like, super hip. It was, like, I don't know, a very clean, modern space. And um, I think the, the thing I probably appreciated the most is they didn't get too, like, cliche with, like, their native american sort of decor or anything and if i remember correctly the people that opened it um were they native i don't think so i think they were like half or they they had some sort of story or origin story but they were also not they well they were from like the dakotas or they were from a different tribe okay where it wasn't like this is just me being an asshole and a purist about it, but, like, where it wasn't traditionally, like, from. Mm-hmm. And they did make it, like, this fusion thing where you literally pick, like, pinto beans or black beans. Like, yeah. it was literally Chipotle with fry bread, and it was just, like, I don't know. Maybe that's great exposure, but it felt so whitewashed, mm-hmm. and there were only white people in there. Like, I can't imagine anyone I grew up with who was Native American 
appreciating it in the slightest. Yeah. <laughs> it was just really obnoxious to me that they even, like, I was like, how do they have the nerve to do this? This isn't their place. <laughs> 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 It'd be like me opening something that I just have no grasp on because I like it or because I think it's a hot idea. Yeah. I don't know. That's a that, that uh huh. I just I don't know. I just like not into it. I hate white people <laughs> coming in and like inserting themselves. And you know, to be fair, maybe they weren't entirely white, but it still just was. You walked in and it was like. Mm. Well, yeah, it's a completely different experience, and it's making it trendy. It sounds like it was something that was um, designed for white people. Absolutely. Yeah. Entirely. Yeah. So. We love a trendy, open, industrial feel to a fast, casual restaurant. Yeah. And we like to feel like we're cultured (laughs) when we're, in fact, so far off. Yep. I don't know. I guess there's arguments to be made that it was creating food that people could like learn more about i don't know blah 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 putting a burrito topping on a fry like all they did was like literally change it from a tortilla to fry bread (laughs) there was no ingenuity yeah that's the thing where it's like it would have been kind of interesting if they had one that used food that they that was like potentially more related to that like do you have a venison one? Do right. you have like right. the corn one or like the type of onions that they could grow? You know, like different mm-hmm. things like that. Like that would make a lot more sense. And I feel like they might have had buffalo, which again, I mean, that is more from like a plains mm-hmm. sort of area. Um, the ones in Arizona are, I mean, they've all been killed off, like all of them, but uh well, I think yeah. you're kind of right. Like, because, like, from what I understood, like, when I was uh, reading about it, is that, like, this was something that kind of sh- spread to all the different tribes, and they all kind mm-hmm. of had a, like, different way of doing it. Like, I read, like, some recipes did incorporate yeast eventually. Mm-hmm. Some also had sugar, so it was a little bit sweeter. The yeah. ways in which they fried them were, like, a little bit different sometimes. Um, oh, I did read one article that was kind of interesting where – they were talking about like making it a healthier option and so instead of deep frying it they grilled it like mm. some uh native i've Americans seen it done over that. like a hot skillet yeah a, a very similar to the way like the pita was made yeah or over a hot fire i also was looking at like healthy versions just out of curiosity because i was like i'm not going to make this version for this i'd want it to be more traditional but i mean you can now use the air fryer to do it where you're not like it's not sitting in oil and oh. the only the only difference was looking at those ones, they just like they were very like squatty looking. They were like very <laughs> short and round and thick. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's too like that's not what I'm going for. Yeah. If you want like a foldable taco type. But yeah, and then I think I mean I think historically the lard and corn oil is what they use now. Um there's an article in the Smithsonian about it and how like, you know, this guy this guy goes to visit his seven-year-old mom on the navajo reservation mm-hmm. and she just like they just whip him out it's like so wild to watch like i was in the kitchen struggling with the the 12 that i made <laughs> <laughs> well that was like one of the things that i was like a lot of them apparently like make a hole in the they center to let mm-hmm. the oil like in and mm-hmm. on the out so that everything gets crispy um yeah. so it sounds like yeah there are just lots yeah of so like 
typically when I do it, like you, you get the really big bubbles and then you just kind of, I just poke holes as they happen okay. and then it like sinks back down to cook the middle. Um, I remember with my mom, like my mom made them all the time and I, that used to be like my job was to sit there with a fork and just like poke <laughs> the holes as they happen Yeah, to keep it, trying to cook it as evenly as possible. But then there's also like, because she made it quite often, there was like the cheating version too, where she would get frozen dinner rolls and thaw them okay and then roll them super thin and fry them oh and they were delicious they, yeah. i mean it's different they obviously have yeast it's a mm-hmm. sort of a different flavor but it was the exact same concept without having to make the dough and so she like they're you know the frozen round dinner roll dough balls basically and just roll them super thin and lay them in man you really did grow up with them in all different kinds of ways <laughs> at home <laughs> Out in the town, at Out every world. rodeo, yeah. all those things. So many rodeos. <laughs> <laughs> that rodeo lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a handful of them rodeo, too, because they are literally out there, like, you know. Herding with, sheep still? Herding sheep, yeah, herding, the, you know, cattle and sheep. But also, like, there's a decent population of wild mustangs in Arizona Okay. that still run through a lot of their land and then up into Nevada. So, like, a lot of... A lot of the, um, I think primarily like Navajo and Apache, but they were super into the um, bronco riding. Okay. And that was always like fun to see because they like, they like would show up because they're like, they just like do this on a Tuesday anyway. Mm-hmm. So they would like, might as well put a, pin a tag on and go <laughs> try to win some money. <laughs> Man, I love rodeo culture too. <laughs> When was the last time you were at a rodeo? Because like we don't, mm, when yeah. we lived in when we lived in Aspen, they had one. Okay. They had one, oh, they had a weekly one. I remember like I took Juniper to her first ro- like it was a big deal. I was like, you're gonna watch this rodeo and you're gonna. Lo-. She was like six months old. <laughs> <laughs> but I have photos over there. I love it. It's yeah. stupid, but I love it. And I don't think it's super great for animals, but <laughs> <laughs> we know rarely eat them so. <laughs> The cinch is a little tight in the back. It makes you uncomfortable and it makes you want to throw the human off of your back. I'm sorry. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Cowboy culture. The Wild West, baby. <laughs> Apparently. Have you? I mean, a good cowboy ass with wranglers on in a fucking skull ring in their back pocket. <laughs> Dear God. Uh, no, I'm used to, like, a skull ring from, like... <laughs> Like rednecks, like back home. So yeah. like that that brings no no fondness to my heart. I have a little no. fondness for it. A, a little, okay. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, I don't think I ever owned one, but I certainly eyed <laughs> stickers and T-shirts that were like "Cowboy butts drive me nuts." <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? You just you're so multifaceted. Truly. Yeah. But politically, I don't think I really have a lot in common with cowboys anymore. (laughs) Sure. Man. You know, they're nice to look at. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you can find a way to bring Wranglers into your life again if you need to. Yeah. Maybe. Mm -hmm. That'd be so good. (laughs) (laughs) 
I like it's so funny. I went for a hike this morning, like before work, because I just needed to like get out of the house a little bit. Mm-hmm. And when I was coming back, it was like I think right around eight o'clock, so like right at the start of school. And I drove by like the Lipscomb Academy or mm-hmm. whatever, and there were just like all of these teenagers. And yeah. you could like, I don't know what it was, but I was like, you could feel that it's getting to be the last days of school. Oh yeah. Like just as you're kind of going through where like there were just like groups of them. It looked like everyone was like having a good time. And like, I do not get sentimental really about high school. Like I don't miss it. Mm. It was like, I get more that way about college, but there was something about like driving by all of that where I was like, oh man, like, I do remember that feeling of like classes are like almost out. Yeah. Like you know you have a fun You've summer. You've taken your ahead. finals. It's just sort of screw around for the yep. last few days. Yep. Nothing yep. matters. It's not a big Juniper's, deal. This is her last week, and she's already checked the hell out. <laughs> she's like, Meh. like I get it. Yeah. What else are you gonna learn in the next four days? <laughs> Truly. But yeah, no, that feeling. See, I loved high. I did love high school. So I do. I mean, not a ton of. I don't know if I have a ton of nostalgia, but. I had a great time in high school. Yeah. And I most most of the time I'm concerned that I was one of the kids that peaked in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and my life has been on a downward trajectory <laughs> since. <laughs> high school was awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> again, another way in which we're very different. <laughs> high school was definitely not the peak for me. I loved it. I mm. loved all the people. I liked all the people. I was in all of the groups. It was mm-hmm. just like, I fucking got to get sunburned at the end of the year. Yeah, well, I mean, it does sound like your high school experience was a bit different. Like, it sounds like, yeah, you were like at a pilot's academy, essentially, <laughs> just like sending yourself. Did you an ever like fly university? Did you ever just like take mm. a plane for an afternoon? <laughs> just get out of town? No? Mm, that's sad. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds like there's a story there, but we're not going to get into it tonight. <laughs> there were some small planes involved in my high school year. <laughs> See, even a statement like that like tells me everything I need to know about your high school experience. I bet you are like, you look back at that fondly. 100%. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes complete sense. We, yeah. I mean, okay. Because it was the Embry-Riddle Aeronautical Campus in Prescott. There's two campuses, one in Florida, one in Prescott. Uh Famously, the one in Florida is where all of the terrorists on 9-11 learned how to fly. Oh. <laughs> but it's also, it's not just like, it's, yes, aeronautics, but there's also a huge tie to NASA and engineering and the whole science world. And a lot of the pilots were trying to get their hours in. And we were susceptible young girls who would love to go on a plane ride. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, there would be times. Oh, my God. If people hear this, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I did give you an out. You don't have to talk about it. No, it's fine. But there would be times when I'd be like, oh, I'm going to so-and-so's house for our sleepover. And actually, we were flying to San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very different high school experiences. Uh-huh. It was so fun, though. Mm-hmm. No, that sounds like a blast. <laughs> what was the average age of these pilots? Like, were they also cute? I have questions. I mean, yeah, they were probably 18 to 20, 18 to 20, probably. Yeah. Because it wasn't like rowdy, like 
drinking and partying. They were like the most, they're like highly intelligent guys. Responsible. Super they have responsible. Multiple lives in their hands, <laughs> just up in the skies, cruising. It's crazy to say that a 19 year old was highly responsible, <laughs> but like. But they, it wasn't like I never felt endangered, and I'm pretty cautious. Like I'm a rule follower, except <laughs> okay. <laughs> the irony of being like I'm a rule follower when you're like, yeah, mom, I'm going over to like my friend's house. Actually, I didn't say I'm on I a plane a to San Diego. <laughs> okay, we have different definitions of rule follower then. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting into the semantics. No, I didn't like say that. <laughs> no, with authority teachers that kind of stuff i never mm-hmm. got in trouble in school i was mm-hmm. always like so well behaved good grades i just wanted to like have a life that just didn't include to spread your wings fly to another state for an afternoon <laughs> totally understandable oh no <laughs> <laughs> who cares you're 34 they I know. can't they can't do anything now you're right yeah doesn't matter it doesn't matter it happened and i survived to tell about it yep. so <laughs> yep yeah i peaked in high school for sure <laughs> <laughs> there's no hope for my future in adulthood <laughs> i don't know if we'll go that far <laughs> should have married a pilot I mean, it sounds like Damn it, it. might have been an option available They were super to you. nerdy. That's the thing. They were like, <laughs> it was cool, but like. They weren't cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was very friend zone. <laughs> hey, I had a cool life, okay? Oh, yeah. Now it's not, but I used to. <laughs> uh, I would say your life has its very cool moments mm. currently. Can you name one? Yeah, what you do? Putting on comedy shows, oh, getting mean, to scope out a talent. Joke. It's a literal joke. Yeah, they're literally jokes. <laughs> it's such a fake, it's such a fake job. <laughs> but it could grow into something else. You never know. Uh, you know. You never know. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> All right. When did you peak? Or have you not peaked yet? I've definitely not peaked yet. Okay. Just on a steady upward climb at this oh, point. Oh, God. Yeah. How annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just succeeding in every direction. It's so great. I love it so much. Mm. No, so she I peaked her sophomore year of college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, well, it would have been junior year, actually. Mm, okay. Yeah. I think, ju- yeah, probably my junior year of college is probably the year I look back on the most fondly for Mm. sure and it was like I don't know it was like my freshman and sophomore years were kind of like rough for different reasons but then my junior year was when I kind of like came out of my shell a little bit more and like I just became friends like smiled at people uh like asked a boy to a dance whoa yeah it was you know bring back that energy (laughs) (laughs) um but no I just like really loved college like was having such a good time um and I think after I don't know it's kind of funny like after I graduated college pretty much immediately I started questioning just like I mean we talked about this like a lot of like your sexuality no have have tried to question that just I've tried to question it you (laughs) shut me down when I question it yeah because I know the answer because I've questioned it myself and been like am I sure I'm straight am I sure I don't know maybe I haven't had enough like experiences with women (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah that's what i should work on in 2021 let's go um no but i think there's something that like in college I wouldn't say that I thought I knew everything, but I think in college I felt like I had a lot more answers than I do now, and I felt a lot more sure. And I think some of that is just like, you know, I was still a Christian. I still really, well, I still consider myself a Christian for the most part, but like I was still a very conservative Christian, I would say. And um, I just didn't question as many things, and I felt like sure of a lot of stuff. And so I think there's something that- Because there was a very specific path. Yeah, and there were answers. There were, like, very mm-hmm. clear answers. Um, so I kind of miss that surety, but I don't know. Hmm. I've never known shit about shit. <laughs> yeah, because that's realistic. That's that's the actuality. Mm-hmm. None of us knows yeah. anything. I don't care to know either. I don't feel like... I know there's people that are, like, on this journey of knowing and wanting knowledge. And why does it matter? You know, who cares? You yeah. die. Big fucking deal. <laughs> Some people have a hard time facing that reality with <laughs> with so much grace. Is it grace or just ignorance? I don't know. <laughs> but, like, there's nothing you can do about it. No. So you got to make the best of this moment. That's how I see it. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to take the flight. Wow. Mm-hmm take the flight yep you are now an instagram inspirational quote (laughs) Mm, that's probably one of the meanest things you ever said to me (laughs) well you saying i'm not nice was the meanest thing you've ever said to me last week yeah i stand by it (laughs) then i stand by you being inspirational quotes in cursive on instagram (laughs) i guess this is just where we're at (laughs) just take flight Mm. yeah a roll slowly (laughs) (laughs) just inevitably downhill just like you get there when you get there (laughs) enjoy the enjoy the process yeah but Mm. man i haven't really thought in the terms of i hope i haven't peaked yet Mm, you probably haven't we'll see i mean you're in a pretty good career trajectory even though you feel uncertain about it a lot. And, you know, relationships, friendships. I don't think it's all happened for you yet. I hope not. We'll see. I mean, you'd be a great spinster, though. You'd be, like, a cool... Because you're not going to be a cat lady. God, no. So, like, should that be the path your life takes you on? (laughs) It won't. Just resign myself to that fate. Mm. No, because I know you think about that. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, you, you just shouldn't. <laughs> just don't. Because that's called manifestation. <laughs> if you've ever been on Instagram, you would know. Oh, that. God. <laughs> Manifest Maybe your destiny. I need to read some more inspirational quotes Maybe on you Instagram. Need to follow some more <laughs> inspiring pages by dumb oh. bitches <laughs> who put like meaningless words and are like, Ugh. <laughs> just seek it and it'll find you like what <laughs> bitch go back to yoga or pilates as it don't were. come for pilates <laughs> <laughs> i've decided that's cooler than yoga <laughs> because you're doing it because <laughs> there's no crystals involved <laughs> oh man that takes me back to a yoga class i went to 
where yeah. crystals were involved and yeah. that was very weird yeah i took some weird yogas mm-hmm. yogas took some weird ones and <laughs> during the chemo days and it was like <laughs> Bitch, I'm dying. Like, I do not think this rock is going to come through for me right now. <laughs> I don't know. You're here. You don't know. Maybe that was the thing that tipped it, it over. It wasn't the chemo. Had nothing to do with Definitely science not. or medicine. No. It was 100% amethyst on my chest, <laughs> opening my chakras. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I don't know. Well, you know, I'm secretly a hippie mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. But also, like, God, like I'm a very, very confused person. No, you've just been exposed to so many different things. That's why you're so fascinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, after after high school, that first year, <laughs> oh, no. uh, after I was no longer influenced by the boys of Embry Riddle. I definitely went through like a white girl with dreadlocks face. Oh, I didn't know that one. Okay. And that was still in the. Um, Were you in California at that point? No, not yet. Oh, you couldn't even make the California excuse? Wait, do people in Arizona? Yeah. Oh. Pres- Prescott College is also in Prescott, okay. which is notoriously one of like the most environmental, socially liberal, Okay. everyone that's white in dreadlocks, cultural appropriating. <laughs> <laughs> so it was still. I mean, I guess we could get into this a little bit since we're talking about my high school journey and I don't know why, but here we are. Um, (laughs) My senior year of high school, I stopped wearing pants. Oh, we're going here already? We we teased this. (laughs) I mean, we're here. Hmm. (laughs) It was high school. And um, the reason for that was my best friend and her family were... Um, like non-denominational Christians, but they were the folks who didn't cut their hair and they did not wear pants. Oh. And they wore skirts for every activity and they were like the coolest, nicest humans. They still are the coolest, nicest humans. And, you know, would ski and snowboard and skirts with like snow pants underneath and horseback ride and skirts. And it was like, everything was in skirts. And I was a tomboy, but seeing them be able to do all the cool things in skirts was like oh like it's doable and then <laughs> uh-huh was there another motivator yeah there was a huge motivator oh, okay uh her cousin <laughs> was this hot canadian who needed a green card <laughs> and let me just tell you i set my sights on him <laughs> the entire my entire senior year so i literally didn't wear pants for over a year when i met matt i was still wearing dresses whoa and still talking to her cousin okay but like in a very like we never like got there like once by the time i was like i've been into you for like a year and he was like i had a feeling but now i'm seeing this other guy because you didn't pick up on all of my signals <laughs> you didn't pick up on the fact that I wore skirts for well, a no, year better, for you? It gets so much better or worse. Depends on who the audience is. So, you know, we like we would go to like church services at her grandparents' house because they didn't have like an actual church building because it was a very small community. And he would sometimes be there, but then he he was also attending like one of like the 
bigger like hip churches not necessarily like a mega church but definitely had like a praise and worship team and like cool laser lights and it was like a cool one of the cool trendy churches and so that sort of started confusing me and then he asked to come to our church with me so he came to that a few times and like it was this weird thing though like where we were definitely friends he was definitely cool he was in college but like it never there was never any conversations when I was way too, I didn't know how to have those conversations with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and by the end of it, <laughs> my friend's name is Laura. She was my maid of honor to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, you know, he didn't grow up like this, right? You know, he doesn't <laughs> practice this the same way. And I was like, what? <laughs> she was like, yeah, he's from Canada, but his dad is like more you know liberal yeah mm. and so he doesn't give a shit that you're in skirts <laughs> and i was like oh cool <laughs> uh i can't even fat i can't even believe i mean i can't i know me well enough to be like yeah that's something i would do <laughs> anyway he ended up marrying a girl from high school that i went to high school with and we were <laughs> This is so stupid. In my sophomore yearbook, we're wearing the same fucking outfit. <laughs> <laughs> we're both, and we showed up to picture day in the same clothing. Wow. And that's the girl he married. And now he's like, you know, happily married, has two children. They're great. I saw them a couple years ago when I was in Arizona. <laughs> and it was one of those like, hey. Because <laughs> one of the last conversations we had was me being like, I've liked you. For so long. Yeah. Where were you? And he's like, uh. <laughs> it's okay. He's a ginger. I'm glad I didn't stick it out. <laughs> and he wears like Oakley's. And he's super into like downhill mountain biking. <laughs> I have like an exact picture in my head right now of this person. I'll show you Just when those we're done. Three things. That's all I need to know. Oh. Uh, so yeah, growing up was great. <laughs> Yeah, you had a good time. I had a lot of experiences. You did. I lived a lot of lives. It just becomes clearer and clearer every episode. <laughs> or sadder and sadder. <laughs> no. No. Not at all. You're incorrect. Ugh. Can you imagine? I recently got a skirt that's a very reminiscent of that time. It's like a floor-length denim skirt. Whoa. It's so comfortable. Like, I put it back on and I was like, oh, yeah, this is how it was done. I I also had a floor-length denim, denim skirt in high school. I had a short, like, knee-length denim skirt. It was a Ooh. whole it was a whole thing. It was very, it was also in style. Yes. At that time. And it's come back. Yep. Which is why I think I got another one. But, um, yeah, like, you break them in like a good pair of jeans mm -hmm. and... They really are so versatile. And in the winter, it's just like wearing leggings. And then once I got out of high school and also met Matt and like started that trajectory of my life and like the dreadlocks happened, it was, I was still wearing a lot of skirts. I remember the first time I put pants on again and left the house, even my parents were like, what are you doing? <laughs> Cause my parents also, their reaction to it was like, okay, like this is better than like, you 
piercing your face and dyeing your hair and like the opposite end yeah. of the spectrum but they are not that conservative yeah. in that way and so they were like you're crazy and like i would like get on the horse with like a long ass skirt and they'd be and i'd have to like hike it up and like have my like <laughs> they would just be like all right and i the first time i wore pants was when i was going to meet matt for like a date <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna wear pants Ooh. but i didn't own any like normal pants like so jeans what kind of pants did you wear pajama Ooh. pants <laughs> what like stretch like not pajama like, like workout the, stretchy okay. comfortable pants that i would sleep in yeah because that was all i own <laughs> oh my gosh that's like i don't know like but i felt like i felt scandalous yeah it was a weird like i was like oh my gosh people are gonna see my leg. like i had like bought into all of it so hard that's fascinating and he was like well you know matt yeah <laughs> he was like he hadn't even noticed i don't think that i didn't I hadn't wore pants nope. yet <laughs> definitely not <laughs> Oh, that's because like, okay, for me, like, because I definitely know those like type of conservative Christians are out there. Every but, time like, I see them, I'm like, I want to be friends with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're so nice. Well, yeah, but like my, like, what that bring, what that reminds me of is like Mennonite. Yeah. So not conservative Mennonite. Well, but my dad just, would call me a Mennonite. That yeah. was like his insult for me. He'd be like, oh, you're a Mennonite now. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, Fuck you. Yeah. That's just fascinating. Just kidding. I didn't say fuck at all for sure. (laughs) Definitely not your dad. Uh, Yeah, that's just such an extreme choice Mm -hmm. to me. Because it was like, yeah, that was the same time that I was like getting in planes with strangers. Like, I had a very, like, very conflicting things happen. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And like, what's so funny is like, she's now. She hasn't worn. I like sent her a picture when I was wearing the skirt a couple months ago, and she was like, "Oh my god, I haven't worn a skirt in seven years." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you that was talk about you want to talk about your high school because I just talked for seventy five minutes. Memory straight. lane for you? No, I mean I I, I think we're out of time. This fry so. bread uh, really triggered some things. Apparently. <laughs> apparently <laughs> nostalgia runs deep you know i'm trying to think if there's um a food like this that would trigger uh, a high school mm. memory for me and man i the only the, the only thing that like immediately comes to mind is so like my freshman year of high school it was a one it was the first time i was ever going to school because i had been homeschooled the mm-hmm. whole time mm-hmm. and my parents decided that public school was just not for me right while I was like begging to go to public school because that's worldly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, as my dad put it, he was just like, "Oh, you're not going to get the good education there that you like should have," which was like kind of hilarious because my high school that I went to did not prepare me for college whatsoever, um, mm. and mine did, and I just didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my I had a older cousin who was a senior when I was a freshman, and her parents had yanked her out of public school for reasons and were like you're going to the christian school Mm. and they were (laughs) like all right well your car your carpooling with her uh for the whole freshman year and that was a it was a rough year because she was just very moody 
Um, but on like good mornings, we would uh, like stop at a gas station and get like those disgusting like French vanilla cappuccinos oh. and like the honey buns like in the oh. like pack. Yeah, is just that like your trigger such food? trash. Yeah, that like. I don't oh, think I've ever had a honey bun. I only ate and drank those cappuccinos in high school. <laughs> and they're disgusting. <laughs> they're awful. But like that was You thought that was Yeah. Your, yeah. Yeah. Felt cool rolling I, into school with your coffee cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My like what was it? What was the gas station? I can't remember. But like, yeah, but honey buns, I look at those now and I'm just like, huh, like that is I don't even know what they taste like. Like they taste like plastic and sugar. <laughs> That's what they taste like. But are they supposed to be a cinnamon roll? Or yeah. What? Yeah. Oh. It's not delicious. Well, based on the cinnamon roll episode, you have standards for cinnamon rolls. I can't believe you stooped so low. <laughs> I did, but like there was also something in high school just because like we I don't want to say we never had like processed food or whatever but like truly we never had like, like quick snacks food, like that stuff yeah so whenever like that and like i don't know box mac and cheese was like such a treat mm. so no but i don't i don't have a i don't have a fry bread that's gonna send me <laughs> down memory lane for 30 minutes well i didn't know we were gonna go that deep down my memory lane well hey there you go <laughs> oh man mm-hmm well, this was a weird episode. This was a weird episode. This is what happens when I come in with attitude. zero energy. Yeah, call it attitude. Call whatever you want. <laughs> you walked in. I was like, what's up? You're like, mm. like, oh, we're not talking today. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. This makes for great podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's okay. I took it from there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh no. You ready to say bye? Yeah, I think so. Oh. We had that's reviews right. that we didn't know about. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, How could we forget now that we know? Now that we checked. Let's see. Um, I pulled up. Okay, so I know Allie left one mm-hmm. and then a friend of yours mm-hmm. also left one. Um, who was it? Well, it's Alphabet Pizza. Yes. But do we identify her or are we just sticking with that? Uh, she put Alphabet Pizza, so you know, I'll I'll let you read that one because truly it's <laughs> like it's a stellar review. It's I love a great the wordplay. Hands down, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I concur. All right. So I didn't even know these were all on here, which is so funny. Okay. And she left this weeks ago. May we 9th. Are, we're just, <laughs> we were bitching for the last couple episodes, <laughs> and it was sitting right there for us. Um, yes, but Alphabet Pizza says, a very entertaining podcast created by two hot ladies who get into the raw stuff. Mm-hmm. The conversation is raw, and the bread is baked. Man, there's so much wordplay in there. Yep. There's like sexual innuendos. There's, you know, you could take baked into another level and it could be like stoner reference. It could be a lot of things. We should we should get stoned one episode. Oh, God. You have wanted to get me stoned for a while. For a long time. Yep. There's also five stars in this recommendation. So Five whole stars. Five whole stars. Thanks, Alphabet Pizza. Thank you. She's also one of our biggest supporters on Instagram. <laughs> love that um 
All right. So this next one <laughs> is from Allie. And the top says, so real. And that bread sounds am, which I think is like oh, amazing. No, yours I can't is, see mine the says whole amazing. thing. Oh, okay. So yours yeah. says amazing. It's five stars. It's from Allie. And it says, Kaylee is great. So great. <laughs> so great. <laughs> and she's so right. And she also followed instructions and gave Kaylee a compliment. And I just really appreciate that. So thank you, Allie. It was great. She didn't mean it. She definitely did. No. Nope. She's one of your biggest fans. She loves you. No. Nope. She loves you so much. I don't believe that to be true. <sighs> so thanks for that. Thanks for our closest friends continuing to support <laughs> us. And absolutely no strangers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. That's where we're at. Oh, man. We love the support. But all right, guys. We'll, we'll ask you to like and subscribe and rate and review. We'll do it nicely. Maybe our approach needs to be nicer. Yeah. Maybe we need so please to do that. We we appreciate it. We'll get to it a few weeks late and be appreciative of it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know. All right. Well, hope you guys have a great day. Yeah, this was a good one, or something. <laughs> something. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.